T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. is such a polarizing topic. You start talking about like side dishes or like turkey versus ham. People are passionate, man. People are passionate about this meal. I've seen it's become popular in recent years to sort of like turn your nose up at Thanksgiving food. And if that is your if that's your opinion, if you are someone who's like, you know what, Thanksgiving's overrated, the food's not that good. I regret to inform you that uh, sir, madam, it's not it's not Thanksgiving food in general. It's yours. It's your family. It's the people who you are surrounding yourself with on Thanksgiving. Because if your Thanksgiving meal is not good, it's because the people in your family are bad at cooking Thanksgiving food. I mean, do you hate sweet potatoes? Do you hate pie? Do you hate mashed potatoes, stuffing, turkey, gravy, ham, cornbread? Like, I, I mean, I guess we keep going, but like, if that is not good to, for you, then it's it means your your family's not not kicking into that bucket enough. So look inward before you try and just like completely trash one of the sacred holidays here in America. All right, we were talking uh, earlier today about this offense, this Chiefs offense, which is not just a good offense; it's uh, the best offense in the NFL. It's funny because there have been times this year where you thought, okay, well, I don't know. I think we're starting to see some of the, the growing pains. And then the next week turns over and Patrick Mahomes throws for 404 touchdowns. This is the best offense in the NFL by pretty much any metric. Uh, they are first in points scored. They are first in yards. They are first in first downs, first in passing yards, first in passing touchdowns. Uh, they are first in points per drive. They are second in scoring percentage. Oh, found something that they're not the best at. They're just the second best. This is in a year where the Chiefs, at least relative to the rest of the NFL, stood pat. Miami trades for Tyreek Hill. The Eagles trade for A.J. Brown. The Raiders trade for Devontae Adams. The Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. The Bills hand out a massive contract extension to Stephon Diggs. Everybody went out and tried to add pieces. The Chiefs said, you know what, we'll sign Juju to a one-year deal. Uh, we'll get a cheap little deal for MVS, and then we'll be good. We'll draft a few guys. Maybe they'll play. Maybe they won't. But we'll just kind of run it back, a few little pieces, maybe a little bit of a recalibration. Yet the Chiefs are the ones who everybody is still chasing. 
if that offseason wasn't enough for the rest of the NFL and the rest of the AFC to narrow the gap between themselves and the Chiefs, please explain to me the scenario where the Chiefs get caught. The Bills are the only team I even want to talk about. I get it. The Bengals are the ones who beat them in the postseason, but that was that was not a sustained run that the Bengals went on. They got really hot at the hot of the end of the regular season, Burrow, and, and was nuclear. Burrow didn't even play that great in the postseason, but the team was exceptional, and that's how they go to the Super Bowl. But what did they do this offseason, Chris? They went out and spent a ton of money to revamp the offensive line, much like the Chiefs did the year before. The problem is it worked for the Chiefs last year, and the Bengals still have one of the 10 worst offensive lines in the NFL. If this is not the year where the league catches up to the Chiefs, I am just to assume that as long as Andy Reid's coaching, Patrick Mahomes is throwing, and Travis Kelsey is catching, they're not just going to be one of the best offenses. They're going to be the best. They have not fallen off one bit. In fact, they're better offensively than they were a year ago. If I'm handing out slices of credit here, if I want to figure out who deserves the most credit, who are we starting with? Who's the first person you're looking at? Is it Andy Reid? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Brett Veach for the decisions and the shrewd decisions that he made this offseason? The contracts that he did and didn't give out? Is it Travis Kelsey for an age 33 looking like he's having the best year of his already Hall of Fame career? Who do we start with here when we're talking about why the Chiefs offense did not fall off and, and actually is better than they were a year ago and is still the best offense in the NFL? I mean, I think the obvious answer is Mahomes, but like Andy deserves so much credit for how he has built this team and how he has constructed the roster to where it's kind of like a plug and play situation. Because here's the thing. It's at this point very evident that it's going to take Chiefs regression in order for someone to be able to surpass them than it is another team catching up to them. Like all offseason we heard, oh, it looks like the Bills have caught up to the Chiefs and oh, the the Bengals are going to catch up because they're going to fix their offensive line. And it hasn't worked. And here's the thing is like all of this was basically the Chiefs entire offseason was smartest guy in the room moves. Oh, let's go draft three corners to play and they're going to play. It's not going to be and a situation two of them where we're in the fourth and seventh round. Exactly. It's not it's not we're going to draft uh, a couple of corners. They're going to sit on the bench while we got some veteran guys. No, we're going to draft three corners and they're all going to play. We're going to go out and get plug-and-play receive. We're going to get Juju Smith-Schuster on a one-year deal. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling on a one-year deal. And they're going to produce. We're going to go and get Kadarius Toney in the middle of the season. And he's going to produce. For what is basically a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Like, you have traded and and signed guys to very small, uh, using very little assets. And they're still getting massive production. Very much smartest guy in the room type moves, and it's working. And it's just crazy to see this team make these kind of moves this offseason and still stay on top. There's really only one guy on the entire roster that you have <laughs> that you have invested significant capital into and are and are tied to long term right now, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's it. He's it. I mean, Travis Kelsey is 
best de- it's the best deal in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, right behind Mahomes. Yes, it is for any non-quarterback. It's the greatest contract that exists right now in the NFL. He is getting the same amount of guaranteed money as Curtis Samuel. Think about that. And Curtis Samuel is a good receiver, but he uh, he has not been used very well. I mean, if, if, Travis, yeah, if Travis Kelsey were a wide receiver, he would be like the thirtieth paid high, thirtieth highest paid wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And by the way, I think he's the best pass catcher in the NFL. I think it's debatable, but like I understand where you're coming. It's a good, it's a definitely a good argument. There. Yeah, I mean, you could. I, it'd be tough for me to argue against you if you said, okay, what about Devontae Adams? What about Stephon Diggs? What about Tyreek Hill? I get yeah. all that. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this. I've seen what this offense looks like without Tyreek Hill. I don't want to see what it looks like without Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think I think Kelsey would have been a bigger loss than Tyreek just because the chemistry and what he does on third down. What he like the the fact that like his he always is always making a play in the most critical junctures of games, and teams know it. Teams know where Mahomes is going, and it doesn't matter. And they can't cover him. They cannot. Like, they cannot cover Kelsey at all. You had Derwin James, who is probably the best, is either him or Kevin Byard, or probably the best man cover safeties in the game. And, and, and he could not cover Kelsey when it counted the most. He just couldn't do it. When, they, when the Chiefs needed a touchdown at the end of that game, he was covering Kelsey on that touchdown. He got burned by Kelsey on just a simple crossing pattern Kelsey caught the ball, took it in for six, and Derwin James was watching him run it into the end zone. You Couldn't know, do anything about it. Yeah, it, it's and Derwin James might be the per, like if you could create a player in a lab, Derwin James is the guy that I'm creating to defend Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean he. But it, but here's the beauty of Travis Kelsey is if first off, no defense is just going to say, "Hey, you're on him every single snap." That's not the way that's defensive a, coordinators work. Yeah, no, no one's going to do that. But even if you are the perfect player to defend Travis Kelsey. And let's say you're on him for 60% of the routes that he runs. You got to play perfect defense the whole time because Mahomes is looking his way every time. Mahomes said it after the game. If he he is single coverage, it's the only thing that will get him out of his progressions. If he sees that Travis Kelsey is in single coverage, he basically abandons his progressions and says, let me wait for this guy to get open. So if that's going to be the case, if you're going to put Derwin James or anybody else on Travis Kelsey – Better hope you play deep, perfect defense on 100% of snaps you're on him. Because if there are five snaps where you let him get loose, guess what? Mahomes is going to hit him. And those are when he turns it upfield for big plays and scores touchdowns. That's, that's what happened on the game when he touched down. Derwin James was on him. Short little, short, short little crossing route where you had Justin Watson going the other way. Mahomes got his step, ball game. Or Kelsey got his step, ball game. That was it. All it took was one step. One and step. He's a tight end. He's not a wide receiver. He is a tight end. This is not he's six five, two hundred and fifty pounds. But he burned him. It wasn't like it wasn't a situation where he used his size to catch the football and go down yeah, the field. It's not Gronk. It's not Gronk. It's not Gronk just Gronk. carrying defenders. Yeah, on he's his not. Back. He's not George Kittle where he's just going to stiff arm you into oblivion. He is using his athleticism, his speed, his agility to burn you. And we've never seen that from a tight end. Like Jimmy Graham was kind of like that, but Jimmy Graham never did it the way Jimmy that, that Kelsey was, yeah, did. 6'8", they would just toss it up to him in the yeah, corner of the like end zone. He still, he still had agility on him yeah. way more than a tight end usually does. Yeah. But even he wasn't doing what Kelsey's doing right now. I don't think it's my ultimate answer, but if the question is who deserves the most credit for the Chiefs offense this season, the fact that you're getting – I mean, 
you couldn't afford to have a down year from Kelsey. You couldn't afford for him to have any signs of regression. Yeah, I agree. If he would have, if he would have taken even a minor step back, even if it's not because of his game, but it's because that the Chiefs offense becomes easier to defend now that you know, I don't have to pick my poison between Hill and Kelsey. I can just always focus the attention on Kelsey. The fact that he's actually gotten better, Chris, that cannot be overstated. It is remarkable the fact that you thought that defenses were going to have an easier time defending this offense, yet he is once again having a career year. I think this too. If this isn't Mahomes's, if this isn't his peak, I I don't know what is. I mean, we said that four years ago too. Yeah, but here's we the said difference. that in 2018. Here's the difference. So let's go. Let's go back and look at his sort of career arc. He comes in 2018 and has one of the greatest statistical seasons in NFL history: yeah. 50 touchdowns, 12 probably, interceptions, over 5,000 yards. Probably number two, I would say. I don't think he'll ever touch that statistically again. I mean, I don't know. Damn. But now he's that you get the close, extra he's game, coming close this you get year. the extra game. He's on pace for it. He's already. Yeah. I mean, he's he's averaging more passing yards per game than he did that year. He's averaging 326 yeah, he, passing yards He's going to come very close this year. Even if he doesn't touch it statistically, I bet you if you went back over the years and you asked Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, hey, what was the best season you ever had? I would bet you it doesn't always perfectly align with their best statistical seasons because they'll, they're, they're not thinking about the stats. They're thinking about... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, you know what? That year, I was in total command of the offense. I knew exactly what everybody on the field was doing at all time. My, myself and my offensive coordinator were in lockstep all season long. Now, maybe it does. Maybe it is the same year that you had your best statistical season. But even if this isn't the best statistical season he's had, the fact that it doesn't matter who's out on the field, look at Sunday night. No Juju, no McColl. Kadarius Tony goes down. So what do you do? You run three tight end sets all night. You're throwing 40 yard bombs. I mean, a dime to Jody Fortson, your third string tight end. Sky Moore hasn't been able to get on the field all night. What do you, what does he do? Or all season? He wants to get five catches, 63 yards. You lose Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. What do you do? You bring in the seventh round rookie running back and he goes for a hundred yards. Best rushing performance uh, an individual's had for the chiefs in a year. doesn't matter. 
Doesn't matter who the personnel's been. All he does is continue to produce. He's running away with the MVP race. He is the most talented quarterback in the NFL, and he's not the most accomplished. I mean, Danon Hughes, we had on earlier, brought this up. He said, you know what? He's not the most accomplished. You can't say he is the greatest quarterback, the most accomplished, but you could say he's the most talented because I don't know what else I'm supposed to see. What are you, what are you finger gunning over oh, there? Oh, I'm watching the Belgium-Canada game. And, I knew uh, it was a the, soccer the game. Forward, the forward there, Carrasco, he uh, he had a guy open there with a chance for a goal, and he missed him. Okay. Decided to pass you got money on that one? I have no money on the World Cup. I uh, I just enjoy watching it because I'm a big soccer I fan. just learned how betting worked the other day while watching the game with Speck and Cody. I bet on Wales to beat America just because it was like it was six. It was like ten to one. Yeah, and they were down one nothing. I'm like, oh, it's only two goals. And then I learned after the fact that you don't get your money back for draws. No, you don't. No, it's you. You have to bet on the draw itself. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, because like I could I could have asked someone, anyone, but uh, yeah, it's, I think it's it's similar to that in hockey as well. Learn that one the hard way. Yeah, it's very it's like that in hockey too. If you get a draw, you don't get your money. So I'm, I think I'm I'm think I'm one and done betting on soccer. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be one and done betting on sports where I don't understand the fundamentals of it. I mean, if you're gonna bet on winners, do it in the when they get to the knockout stage because there has to be a winner. There's no draws there, so. All right, we're going to get to uh, what's your fantasy here coming up in a minute. 913-586-7610. If you have fantasy questions, any sort of fantasy questions, send them your way because we've got games starting tomorrow, a Thanksgiving slate of games, which is honestly maybe the best Thanksgiving slate we've had in quite some time. Of the six teams playing, five of them have winning records. The only one that doesn't is the Lions. They're nine-and-a-half-point dogs for the Bills, and they've actually won three in a row. So the actually playing semi-decent football right now. Giants-Cowboys, both at 7-3 and three in the middle game, and then Patriots-Vikings. The Patriots, also winners of three in a row. I don't know that it's like a murderer's row, but it's a fairly decent slate of games that I'm I'm excited for. The, the problem is the Giants-Cowboys I'm most excited for, and that 3.30 slot, that's like perfect nap time. That's perfect me passed out on the recliner, wake up at 6 o'clock time, go back for seconds. So... I don't know. You got to make do with what we got. All right, let's get to what's your fantasy. All right. Oh, see, Chris, this is your first time. This is your first time in what's your fantasy. Yeah, I usually don't pay, play porn music on the uh, on the air here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's labeled porn music, but that's just so it's easy for me to pull up. Um, there's also an explicit version with... Yeah, um, I saw that. I made sure not to play that one. See, typically we do play that on Fridays, but since it's your first time, <laughs> I want to ease you in. I mean, today's Wednesday, so... Well, it feels like a Friday because uh, we're all off. But you know what? Yeah, it's the holiday season. Maybe you're in the car with the kids. So I appreciate you thinking about the families, all of the beautiful families, because this is a kid. So 913-586-7610. Send in your fantasy questions, football or otherwise. This is the week of the trade deadline, right, for a lot of fantasy football leagues. Yeah, I think I think ours just passed. I think ours just finished on after Monday. This so. is the week you got to watch out for guys giving up on their teams and perhaps selling players off the side. Yeah, no, I, I'm the commission my, in my big league, and I was looking out for that. Now, and do you are you judge, jury, and executioner? Do you wield a lot of power in your league, or do you let people vote on? Trades? I do. I do voting if there's something that I feel like because like 
I don't want to be the person that that like just makes decisions all willy nilly and especially because it's a money league too. So people are really passionate about it. So like if I feel like it's something that like people might get pissed about. Yeah, I, I absolutely ask people. Well, because here's the problem, though, you, that to me is a slippery slope. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let a trade be vetoed unless there is like obviously collusion going on. If I just think somebody's screwing somebody else over. Like, you're a big boy. If you can't handle your own trades, I'm not going to protect you from yourself. I only, only, only will veto, because I'm a commissioner too, or will even put it up to a vote if it seems, like, suspicious that maybe, because this has happened before. We're like, guy, hey, who do you want for, uh, who do you want for Damian Pierce? Like, uh, just uh, give me 50 bucks cash on the side, because I'm losing money in this league anyway. If if we think that something like that's happening, that's the only way we'll we'll step in. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm general. I had one weird trade, like three people in our league, like did this massive trade because like one of the chicks is like a big Ohio State fan, so she like traded for a bunch of Ohio State players. So I don't. I don't know why. I mean, she. She. You know, her team's not. It's pretty <laughs> down in the. It's down in the standings. So yeah. You know, she's just trying to have fun. I don't blame her. All right. But I was looking at it and I was like, yeah. I had to make sure it was good first before I before I okay. You got to do your due diligence. All right, let's get to some of these questions. First one from the 816. Need a running back two and a flex. Pacheco, Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson, Pittman, Pickens, or Mike Williams. My gosh, man. You just name half the yeah. roster. Dude. Okay, well, Damian Pierce is definitely one of yours. Yes. And as your flex, I think... I would probably go Jeff Wilson. He has been a stud since Miami picked yeah, him up. Yeah, he's been pretty nice. I mean, Williams got the ankle injury. I wouldn't touch him. Uh, Pickett's been pretty good. Pickett's been pretty good. Like, I, I stashed him at the beginning of the year, and he's well been pretty ev- good. Ever since, ever since Pickett took over. Yes, him Pick- and Pickett got some. Deontay got some Johnson went down. Pickens goes up. All right. Yes. Uh, from the 650, Scary Terry, Keenan Allen, and Juju need to play too. Uh, definitely Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Ever since Heineke took over, he right. has went off. Um, I would go Keenan Allen. I just, we don't know enough about Juju. Yeah, we don't know if he's going to. He practiced today, but we don't know if he's going to play. He did practice today. I think you're probably splitting hairs there, but I would probably lean towards Keenan Allen. From the 816, Burrow or Tua? Tua. Take Tua. Is Tua just must start? He's must territory? start. And it gets Burrow. Like, Burrow has not been Burrow, that great in fantasy. But he puts up point, man. Like, like he puts up yeah, points. 26 no, last yeah, week. Yeah, but, like, he's been inconsistent. One of, my, one of my friends has both of those guys, and he was starting Burrow early in the year, and Tua was, was, it, it was, it was costing him points because Tua was doing pretty well. So I, I would go Tua, especially with those weapons he's got. Uh, what is it? Chase isn't uh, – Jamar Chase isn't back yet. Okay, so today, press conference, Burrow said he thinks Jamar Chase will play this week. And if he plays this week, then you know he's going to be playing next week. Yeah. When the Chiefs yeah. head up to Cincy. Uh, from the 650, uh, Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? Justin Fields must start ta- territory right now. The rushing numbers alone. Justin Fields is fifth in the NFL in rushing yards. He's so great, man. Like he is about <laughs> he he is about to break the single season rushing record. I I picked him up in in my in my money league for my as my bye week quarterback because I got Jalen Hurts. He was so good that week. He was so it was a few weeks ago. He was so good that week. I was I was like yeah that's a money pickup. I was like I wanted to keep him but I was like I don't I don't really need him because I got Jalen Hurts. So 
Uh, from the 816, Swift on Thursday. DeAndre Swift tomorrow or Leonard Fournette? I'm going Leonard Fournette there. Um, it's very clear that Jamal Williams is the guy who is vulturing. On, Jamal Williams is what, 13 touchdowns this year? Something 12. Ridic- 12? 12. That it's is ridiculous. ridiculous man. It's ridiculous. Like Swift. It, He's a good back, but he's getting a lot of important touches taken away from him by Jamal Williams. Yeah, who is the other? Uh, or, or Leonard Fournette? Yeah, I'm going Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I because go for Fournette. Even though Fournette's starting to lose some touches to Rashad White. He is. That's tough. You could go either way on that one. All right, we got time for a couple more. Got some of you guys. So I can always tell how desperate some of these people are with, like, some of the options that they're giving me. No offense, but, like, this guy from the 816. Njoku or Jawan Johnson? Man. <laughs> I mean, white I, flag. I've seen Jawan Johnson start hey, to get some run this you week. You know what? You know what, though? You, sir, you're the one who should actually be offering cash for players. Just start selling guys, make some cash on the side, get something <laughs> out of this league because yes. I don't think Njoku or Jawan Johnson in week 12 are getting you where you need to go. Somebody texted in Kittle or Schultz. Uh, I would do Kittle. Kittle's actually, he, he had a great game last week. He, he's starting to pick up some momentum, though. He hasn't, he hasn't been super consistent week to week. All right, that is What's Your Fantasy on Cody and Gold with Chris and Ocero. I'm Nick Schwartz. What's trending coming up next? 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right, coming up at 2 o'clock, it's going to be Dusty Likens hosting the drive with Jed Marshall on the board. I'm Nick Schwert. Chris Nocero in with me, and this is Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. No Cody Tap. As of about 9 o'clock last night, somebody, I guess, farted on his pillow. That's all I know about how you get pink eye, because that's what happened. Conjunctivitis. Uh, conjunctivitis takes another one, takes another good man. As Cody Tapp starts his Thanksgiving weekend a little early. He did say Thanksgiving's canceled tomorrow. He was going to have the whole family over cooking like 19 pastries. But I guess none of that is happening, which is, uh, which is shocking because I kind of assumed that this was going to be a big tap family Thanksgiving before uh, Dusty Likens actually going to stop by. We'll do a little crosstalk here. He'll join us in studio coming up in 15 minutes. But uh, right now, you want to get to some what's trending? This is about the time we would do it. And I got something very, very important I'd like to get to. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. All right, first up on what's trending, really the only reason why I wanted to do what's trending. Kansas Jayhawks beat North Carolina State 80-74 to in their first-round matchup in the battle for Atlantis. Grady Dick went off 25 points. Six of 12 three-point shooting to lead the way for the Jayhawks. A couple players with double-doubles. Jalen Wilson, National Player of the Year candidate, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Kevin McCuller with 10 points and 11 rebounds. And Dwan Harris rounding out the scoring in double figures for the Jayhawks with 14 points to go along with six assists. They will play the winner of Wisconsin-Dayton tomorrow at 10 a.m. As for the Wildcats, they're also 5-0 and 
after beating Nevada 96 to 87 in overtime last night. So they're undefeated on the season. They will play LSU tonight at 630. And speaking of the Jayhawks and the Wildcats, Sunflower Showdown Saturday prime time. I know that's not really trending, but come on. It's the last game of the season. Lance Leipold just signed a contract extension. The Jayhawks got their guy. Both of these teams, I think, are were a little worried about potentially lo- losing their coaches. Both Lance Leipold and Chris Kleiman are hot coaching candidates. And at least in the case of Leipold, he gets extended through 2029. Now, this doesn't mean that he can't leave, but it does mean that it makes it much more expensive for somebody else to buy him away. So does this mean he's going to be here to 2029? No, but I think for the next two or three years, you got to feel pretty confident that your head coach isn't going anywhere, which is uh, new to Kansas football because that's all it's been either. You're going to get fired or you're going to resign. Now you finally got a guy who isn't going to do anything. You want to keep him around. You're going to keep him around. I think the next guy you got to give an extension to or a raise to would be Travis Goff. All right. Lastly, on what's trending, the shot, the most shocking news of the day, Zach Wilson is going to be benched as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Robert Sala made the announcement in a late morning team meeting and later confirmed to reporters that Mike White will start on Sunday versus the Chicago Bears. Joe Flacco is going to be the number two. So you're getting demoted all the way to third string quarterback. Listen to this quote, though, from Robert Sala. Quote, Zach's career here is not over. I know that's going to be the narrative, and I know that everybody wants to shout out. But that's not even close to the case. The full intent is to make sure Zach gets back on the football field this season. When that is, I'll make that decision. Chris, if you have to go out of your way to say, hey, the guy we just benched and made our third string, he's not done here. If you have to go out of your way to say it, it probably means that guy's done here. I mean, not necessarily, but I I will say this. Whenever you bench your second year starting quarterback... In this type of situation where you're trying to win games, you're telling everyone that he's not good enough to help you win right now. And if they start winning games with their offense, being able to help them win these games that are pretty close, you can't go back to him. They've got pieces everywhere except for quarterback. Except for quarterback. You got a good good running back. You got... um, you got a you got good receiving core there. You've got a great defense, and the real weakness of your team is at quarterback. Wait, and do, if someone comes in and looks like they can do a better job than him, you can't put that guy back out there. Do you think he gets benched if he didn't make the comments after the game when asked if he let the defense down and said no? Maybe not as quickly, but yes, he gets benched. It sounds like based off what some of the reports that came out after that was that that pissed off a lot of the teammates. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. You've got a guy that basically said, no, no, I don't feel like I let the defense down. And, like, I, I, you heard it from a lot of former players Chris, on ESPN. Did you see, did you see uh, Chris Long's comments? No. What did he say? He said, if I were his teammate, he would be get he would get the ass chewing of a lifetime. Like, don't ever bleeping show me up like that again. Oh, yeah. No, I guarantee, I guarantee you there was a sit down with people. And maybe not a sit down. That's, that's probably a more civilized way. Of yeah. I guarantee you after that, once they heard about those comments. 
Because you know there's media members out there trying to stoke the fire a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's like, did you hear what Zach said about y'all? Like, I guarantee you when that happened, they 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 caught him in a corner somewhere and they let him know, hey, man, that's, that's not how you go about business here. And I guarantee you Robert Sala said that because he's a defensive guy and he knows how those guys think. So I guarantee you it became a thing. Yeah, it became a thing. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, that's what's trending here on Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio. Chris Jones is having a monster season. Nine sacks, two forced fumbles. And four and a half of those sacks, by the way, have come in fourth quarter one-score games. He's not just playing well. He's playing well in the biggest moments of the game. And I think the Chiefs entered this season sort of, sort of in a wait-and-see mode. I don't think their mind was made up whatsoever on what to do with Chris Jones. I, thought, I think they thought, okay, well, if he plays well, maybe we restructure this and bring him back on a team-friendly deal for a couple of years. If he doesn't play well, if it looks like maybe he's losing a step, then maybe in the offseason with one year left on his deal – we can trade him, get a nice return, go out and try and draft his replacement or have the money and the flexibility to bring somebody in. But this man is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. I think their mind's made up. Their mind's made up on Orlando Brown Jr., which means they've got money to spend. And I think they're going to spend that money on Chris Jones. Now, to what extent? What's that contract look like? How long do you keep it around? I'm not exactly sure, but... I mean, this is typically the age when they, they let go of players in Kansas City, even if they think there's gas in the tank. We saw it with Tyreek Hill. We saw it with Tyron Matthew. They don't want to overpay, and they don't want to pay guys based off what they've done if they don't think they can continue to perform at that same level. Yesterday on Cody and Gold, Nate Taylor of The Athletic stopped in and talked about the Chris Jones situation and what the Chiefs may end up doing with him this offseason. And I want everyone to hear this in Kansas City. Chris Jones doesn't want to go anywhere. He wants to play here. There's there's not a situation that's developing kind of like around this time last year where, you know, similarly, Tyreek Hill was playing in a contract year. He knew that. The team knew that. Yeah, he has one more year left on his deal. But, you know, Tyreek wanted to be the highest paid player at his position. Which meant it wasn't necessarily going to be here and wasn't here. Right. And so, Chris, you, you know – you don't know how it's all going to play out. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do this as best I can with my understanding of the situation. But he wants to be here. He wants to play here for the duration of his career. He's made that very clear. The organization knows that. They have put everything around him, which is basically the question I asked to him after the game on Sunday. Like, is it satisfying that, like, you are the star and they have given you a, a very good supporting cast, right? Even, even Frank Clark coming back has been very good in his supporting role with you now being yeah. the star, which was the difference in 2019 when Frank Clark was the star and you were sort of the Robin to his Batman based on the contract, the trade, all those things. And obviously Frank got all the sacks to, to end the, the games in the, in the postseason run. Um, but they've, they've done everything for him. They obviously allowed him to play defensive end last year. Uh, it didn't go well, but it does serve him better this year because he's using some of those moves on right tackles and they are working now because he's had that experience. So, you don't know how the season's going to play out, obviously. You obviously need him to stay healthy. But this guy has seen what Travis Kelsey's done. He's seen, obviously, how Patrick Mahomes' career has moved forward. And he wants to be in that threshold of, hey, these were the core guys in this era um, where maybe the Chiefs won multiple Super Bowls, you know. And right now there's only four players in that category. It's Patrick Mahomes, 
Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and Frank Clark. If Frank Clark has another memorable postseason, even though we all assume that this will be his last year, he will be a part of this sort of core four in my mind, as I've reported on these guys for all this time, that say, hey, the first sort of Mahomes era included these other three guys. All right, so that's Nate Taylor yesterday talking about Chris Jones and what his future in Kansas City is going to look like. If you remember, it was before the 2020 season when he signed that contract extension. It was a four-year, $80 million contract. I believe $37 million, $37.5 million of that was fully guaranteed. So he's got one year left on his deal, $27 million. They could save $20 million by cutting him. They're not going to do that, which means you could also save money by restructuring and giving him an extension. What's interesting about Chris Jones is that the contracts for the market for interior defensive linemen, it hasn't really been reset. There's only four D tackles making more money than him. And the only one who's making more guaranteed money than Chris Jones is Aaron Donald, who's three years older than Jones. And based off the play this year, I'm not like writing off Aaron Donald. Make no mistake about it, though. Chris Jones has been the best defensive tackle in the NFL. He is, uh, he is, he should be mentioned amongst Max Crosby, uh, Matthew Judon, Micah Parsons as the best defensive players in football this year. You're going to resign him. It would be a bit of a deviation from what Brett Veach has typically done, but this isn't, this isn't the, this isn't the case of, Tyree Kill, where he didn't just want a new deal. He wanted to reset the market. This isn't a case of Tyron Matthew where you started to see the decline. You're seeing a guy at age 28 who looks like he is playing his best football, and he's doing it at a premium position. He's getting to the quarterback. He's disrupting offenses, and he's closing out games. He keeps doing this in the fourth quarter when games are tight, week after week after week. I think the Chiefs' minds should be made up. I just wonder because we know this is the case. We saw it with Tyreek Hill. What's the line? What's the line to which the Chiefs start to get uncomfortable about the money? Now, uh, based off what Nick, Nate Taylor said yesterday, he doesn't think that's going to come into the equation because Chris Jones is committed to being in Kansas City. And that is the same thing we see with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey can make more money elsewhere, but why do it when you know your legacy is going to be solidified simply by staying in Kansas City playing with Patrick Mahomes, and playing with Andy Reid. Dusty Likens and Jed Marshall are going to be taking over for the drive coming up here in about 13 minutes, but Dusty's one of the kindest men in Kansas City and certainly uh, one of the more honorable personalities here at 610 Sports Radio. So he's kind enough to now join us in studio. Now, because of the lighting situation right now, yeah. you're backlit. It looks like you're in the witness protection program on the stream. All we can see is your outline. This is my actual voice. Um, do you mean I can close it? Yeah, you mean you can if you want to. This is this is see this is television, man. This is this is videos. Oh, it's gonna look so much better. Now we can see the lovely locks of my hair. Barely, it's still an outline, but you know what? There's Good. 12 minutes left in the show, so it doesn't really wow. I know this. Lot. I know. Get it. Whatever. We need shock mounts, man. We've needed for a while. You can't like hit the table. Uh, good to see you. You and Chris. Nice. Are you yeah. ready for Thanksgiving? Is it? Traveling or are you staying here? I'm actually traveling about an hour west to go to uh, one of the greatest cities in America, mm, Topeka, nice. Kansas. Grady Dick today, man. How you feel about that? Uh, I'm pretty engorged. I figured. Yeah. I mean, 25 points. You kidding me? I wonder, because my buddy texted me today. He goes, do I bet it all on Kansas? I said, well, it's kind of a dumb bet because they're such high favorites. 
the bet today was was the prop bets for Grady Dick because did you obviously the backdoor cover which is brutal it's yeah. like sweeping Twitter by storm about how bad uh-huh. North Carolina State has the backdoor cover on Kansas but uh, yeah well he yeah because he his point total was sixteen and a half yeah, so he twenty seven he hit that by halftime I bet his three prop was like two and a half I na- I got. Kevin McCuller, the over on rebounds, the over on Dwan Harris assists, the over on Kevin McCuller points. It was a fruitful afternoon for me. Yeah, just fall to Dick to get you through the afternoon, and you'll be fine today. Do you think that yes. he is hateable? Oh, he was hateable the minute he went yeah, to Kansas. Yeah, but he's not Grayson Allen. You know what I mean? No, but he is He is white, which that's going to piss a lot of people off. I'm not trying to get woke, but, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. He's just a different – think of, like, hated players in the NBA. Like people hated J.J. Redick. People hated Grayson Allen. Yeah, but people didn't hate Christian Brown last year. Uh, Really? I don't think so. I mean, during the tournament, you know why? Because he was a let's go. Like, yeah, but I also hate let's go guy now. But I'm over it. It wasn't let's go. He would just yell bitch twenty times a game, always, and he'd do like the flex. Now he's technically he's been the same guy in the pros, which is kind of interesting to watch Uh, a Kansas guy actually be good uh, in the pros. That's that's really awesome. Normally, Kansas guys don't do well in the pros. I know, because he knows his role. He knows he's not going to be a superstar. But like, somebody did say that Grady Dick's the next Larry Bird. Like, can we stop that? Who? who? I saw on Twitter today. Okay, if you just saw some random guy with, with 30 followers. With a blue mark, he, may, he could have paid for it. Could have. Elon could have given it to him. But again, like, because he's white and because he shoots threes, we immediately are like, he could be the next Larry Bird. Okay, I see it now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to name any I names. I see. Th- dude. You know who it was? I do know. That's of course. I've been Lawrence Tynes. Yeah. Why is Lawrence Tynes getting off Kansas basketball teams? He's a Kansas guy. I'm pretty sure he either lives here or lived here for a while. Here's what here's what Lawrence Tynes had to say. I did not know Lawrence Tynes was a college basketball. Uh, fan. If you're a basketball fan, I would encourage you to watch the second yeah. half of the Jayhawks game versus NC State. Freshman second phenom coming. Grady Dick is the next coming of Larry Bird. 18 points in the half. Okay, just yeah. because he's tall white guy who shoots threes does not make him Larry Bird. He kind of looks like the guy that plays Jeffrey Dahmer in the Netflix series. <laughs> That's well, like the first thing. Party Hardy. That's all I ever think about when I see him on the court. Well, dude, Larry Bird is, I don't know, you know. Uh, you knew Larry got one of the down. 10 greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah, I'd say he's like, I would even put him less than 10. Because isn't Steph Curry considered one of the top 10 now? Yeah. So, I mean, he's one of the top nine. Probably one of the top eight. Do people really put Bill Russell above don't, Larry Bird? Don't ever say, like, someone's the next coming of uh, three people. That's say what it. I'm telling you, man. Like, I didn't make this up. I'm back here trying to get the drive set up. I'm so Trying gl- to put all this stuff, eat a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Still elite. Still oh, yeah. elite. Oh, yeah. I went to Joe's KC today for lunch. No chance. What an idiot I was. How bad was it? Uh, the line was out the door. Which one did you go to? The 47th admission. Uh-huh. I tried to order online. And it said ASAP request is not available due to high volume currently at Joe's. My gosh. That, the that, line was out the door at 1245. Do they do, do, they do turkeys? I don't know. Some of, the, some of the barbecue joints do turkeys. You'd have thought yeah. Frank Lucas was there handing them out for free. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good for them. Good profitable day. I went there. was like, oh, yeah, no, maybe I can get in here, get a quick Z-Man, get some fries, get in, get out. Absolutely not. They had cones blocking the parking lot. Couldn't order any ASAP. Couldn't order ASAP. Had to wait for everything. It's just, you know. The big mess, but hey, what do you got uh, coming up on the drive today? Pete Sweeney for three, uh, from three o'clock to four o'clock. We we'll do a little AP radio because you got K State basketball starting at five thirty tonight. Pre-game 
Um, and then uh, we got a conversation that needs to be had about the Chiefs sweeping the awards. I want them to go full Titanic on the NFL awards this year. And I think you can honestly have a conversation about that. Okay. And so, not sound biased. Okay. So you're talking about MVP, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Coach of the Year. Correct. I think you could make a case sounding non-biased about all of those guys. And you could make a really strong case for And I'm using your tweet about Chris Jones. Four and a half sacks in the fourth quarter this season. Dude, that's the one that pisses me off. It pisses me off that Micah Parsons is... I mean, he's good, man. He is, but to think think that he is miles away from the rest of the pack is absurd. Like, compare his case for Defensive Player of the Year to Patrick Mahomes' case for MVP and tell me why Micah Parsons is a bigger favorite than Mahomes is. Mahomes is so far ahead of the pack. Micah Parsons is just having a good... It's because he plays for the Cowboys. No, it's because he got off to a really good start ahead of the pack. When they had Cooper Rush in at quarterback and they were winning games because of the defense. Watch Chris Jones have another two-sack game, and I think the narrative's going to change a lot. So get your bets in right now and keep your butts in your seats. If you're in the car, just stay there for the next four hours. There's a gummy bear on the floor. Do you think it's one of those funky ones? Or yeah, you think it's normal? Bink was in here earlier. And I you know, know it he likes like chew. He likes the edibles. So there's three fat wads of I chew say, out there. I say eat it and just see what happens over the next four hours. Dusty Likens coming up next. Thanks to Chris and Osero. I'm Nick Schwartz. Thanks for tuning in. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio. is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.